CBS Sports recently released their post-spring top 25, and your Ohio State Buckeyes aren't the highest-ranked Big Ten team in this poll. And after thinking about this for a few seconds, I have come to this conclusion. This doesn't shock me. You are Locked On Buckeyes, your daily podcast on the Ohio State Buckeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Buckeye fans? Welcome back to another episode of Locked On Buckeyes for the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jay Stevens, also the host of the Jay Stevens Podcast. It is a Thursday, May 11th in the year 2023, and I want to thank you for making Locked On Buckeyes your first listen or first watch of every single day. During today's episode, we will discuss a possible tweak to Ohio State football schedules we might see in the future. And Bryce Sensible receives an invite to the NBA Combine. But first, poll season, or even maybe list season, is here. During the summer months, during the offseason, we get list of top or highest ranked coaches. Uh, there was recently a, a list on a list of the um, best defensive coordinators in the entire country. People will rank the best, the offensive coordinators and um, rank the receivers and the quarterbacks and rank all these players around the country. I also love publications like CBS Sports doing these type of polls, a post-spring top 25, because it's not only going with the end of spring practice, it's also going with the end of the second portal window of the offseason closing because if you just did it when that was open, there'd be players that could transfer out that might impact how a team is ranked in this poll. So CBS Sports does this, I do believe, every offseason. They did a top 25 and um, the top 10 teams here, just names of college football, college football powers all throughout the top 10. There's really no surprise when you look at the list. There are three Big Ten teams in this poll. They're all the top 10. Actually, they're all in the top five. Ohio State smack dab in the middle of them. Penn State's four. Ohio State's three. Michigan's number two. We're going to go 10 through one very quickly to see how CBS Sports ranks college football teams at the end of the spring. Number 10, the Clemson Tigers. Number nine, Notre Dame. That is Ohio State's third opponent of the season. They have to go on the road this year to South Bend. Number eight, LSU. Number seven, Florida State. Number six, Alabama. That one might shock you, but I really question and wonder how confident, how much confidence they have in the quarterbacks down there in Tuscaloosa. Number five, the Washington Huskies. This is a big one. They can easily win the Pac-12 this year. They have enough talent to make that happen. Number four, Penn State. Number three, Ohio State. Number two, Michigan. Number one, the Georgia Bulldogs. So on the surface, you might say, Jay, you're crazy. Why is Penn State so high? Well, numerous people believe that Drew Aller is um, a phenomenal quarterback, and he'll be a better quarterback than Sean Clifford. Um, he'll play better than Trace McSorley did about 5,000 years ago because uh, it seemed like Sean Clifford was there for a really, 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 really long time. But Drew Aller seems to be a guy people believe in. People that cover recruiting say Drew Aller is going to be a really good quarterback over there in Happy Valley. But also, O-line, D-line, defense, there's a lot of good things going. You add in a really good running back room over there for the Nittany Lions, that's a good reason why. Big reason why Penn State is number four. It's also a belief in James Franklin as well that he might turn the table. When it comes to Ohio State, we kind of highlight some of the issues they have and questions. 
offensive line, you got a lot of questions there. Defense, got questions on the D-line, got questions in the secondary. Um, and on offense, um, new quarterback, that's a big one. That's a huge one. Like, we expect Ohio State to be in the top or near the top of all of these preseason polls just based on the recruiting and the talent they, they, they recruit and retain every single year. But when it comes to Michigan, I think Jim Harbaugh has a belief, not just in the Wolverines players, but also in people around the country that Michigan has overtaken and might be the better team when you're comparing them to the Ohio State Buckeyes. Here's what CBS Sports had to say in regards to Ohio State being the number three team in this poll. This was also put together and written by Dennis Dottie, the senior, senior writer for CBS Sports. Here's what he had to say about Ohio State being ranked at number three in this poll. Quote, C.J. Stroud is gone. The offensive line lost a lot of talent. There are questions on defense. Ryan Day must, must beat Michigan this year. Sounds like doom and gloom for the nation's number three team. Cal McCord is a likely candidate to replace Stroud in limited play over two seasons. He has completed 71% of his passes. The former five-star out of Philadelphia seems to seems up to it. Reminder, the season comes down to meeting Michigan, end quote. I will actually double up and kind of go a little bit heavier with that. Yes, the season does come down to Michigan. But also, if Ohio State loses to Notre Dame in the third game of the year, and then after that, I do believe is their bye week and week four of the season, there's going to be a lot of anxiety, um, a lot of serious conversations we're going to have here on this podcast because that game is huge. It's pivotal. I recently was watching uh, J.D. Piquel of On3 on the YouTube, and he was discussing possible um, uh, playoff games in the month of December. If I think Notre Dame's going to be a good team, and they're going to be really, really good. Marcus Freeman is coaching up a good bunch of players up there in South Bend. If I think – if Notre Dame develops and plays in the ways that I think they're going to, and if they are a better team, you might be seeing Ohio State having a playoff game in September on their own schedule – and I don't think many people really show the respect to Notre Dame like I do believe Ryan Day and the other coaches and Brian Hartline and everybody else in Columbus will, or if they're not, if they don't plan to, I think they should because Notre Dame could really derail this whole playoff thing for the Buckeyes during the third week of the season. But at the end of the spring, yes, there are questions. D-line, O-line, secondary, quarterback. Questions with the running backs, but it's not as serious as quarterback or even the secondary for the Buckeyes. But ultimately, being number three right now, it's it's great to have that mindset. But we are in the month of May. This poll has nothing to do with what's going to happen in the season. In the season, the AP poll, the coaches poll, all, all the polls that come out, the Sagarin ranking, which is a computer ranking, all those polls that come out have nothing to do with what happens on the football field in the shoe or wherever else the Buckeyes play every Saturday in the fall. Ultimately, this is just a ranking and a poll. You're taking a snapshot of the entire country. Being number three is great in this poll. Sure hope the Buckeyes live up and play to that number three ranking coming up in the upcoming season. Because if not, as Dennis Dodd says, if the Buckeyes I want to elaborate more on what he said, but if things come down to beating Michigan at the end of the season, if that doesn't happen, y'all can only imagine the kind of conversation we're going to have right 
here about Ohio State football, Ryan Day, and the rest of the coaches during the offseason. But number three in this poll, it's not a bad spot to be. It's only a few teams that could be in that spot. Ohio State is there. But I hope, I hope, I hope during the season, a lot of the questions we have and we are wondering what's going to happen. I hope a lot of those we get answers about and they're answers that provide a positive outlook about the future of Ohio State football in 2023. Speaking of 2023, how about we look beyond that? Because there could be a possible change to Big Ten scheduling that impacts the Ohio State football team. What tweak might we see? We'll discuss it next here on Locked on Buckeyes. This episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Looking for a delicious snack but don't want all of the sugar and calories? Then you need the best tasting protein bar ever. Built. If you're like me and you want to make healthier snack choices but you don't want to compromise on taste, I've got just the thing for you. Built Bars and Built Puffs. What makes Built Bars so good? Well, for starters, they are all covered in 100% real dark chocolate. I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is they are healthy. Only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait around to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering Built Bars at Built.com. But now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club while you can still get your specialty flavors at Built.com. Head to your nearest Walmart today, walk to the pharmacy section, and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. If you're close to Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, Brownie Batter Puff and Churro Puff You. Can thank me later. Thanks for making Locked on Buckeyes your first to listen every day. Make sure you subscribe to Locked on Buckeyes on Apple, on Spotify, on the Odyssey app, or even on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss a beat. If you are a YouTube subscriber, make sure you hit that bell so you're notified every time a new video goes live. Locked on Buckeyes is a part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. So down the road in the very near future, there might be a slight change and alteration to, a, to how Ohio State schedules football games, 2024, 2025, and beyond. The Big Ten recently announced that they are strongly considering removing the requirement for league teams to play a Power 5 non-conference team annually that will start possibly start in 2024. This is also the same year that all the Big Ten is adding USC and UCLA to the conference. So I don't think it's any surprise to anyone that this change might come during that year. This also comes during the same time that Ohio State adds a couple non-conference games to its future schedules. In 2024, they added Western Michigan. And then in 2029, the Buckeyes added Nevada and Charlotte. Wait, 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 You may say, you may be like, pause, let's rewind this. Did Jay just say what I think he said, that the Big Ten might remove the requirement to for Big Ten teams to play a Power 5 school in the non-conference, but then also unveil a Buckeye schedule in 2024, the three non-conference games where the Buckeyes are not playing a Power 5 school. That is correct. It's very confusing. There's a rule that was started in 2016. There's a loophole in it, which even then, if the rule does not change, the Buckeyes are still following the current rule. 
Since 2016, the Big Ten began requiring league members to play at least one non-conference Power 5 opponent annually. However, Big Ten schools could ask the league office for exemptions for other programs not in a Power 5 league to count as its requirement. Besides teams from the other Power Power 5 leagues, ACC, Big 12, Pac-12, and SEC, plus Notre Dame, several non Power 5 programs counted toward the Power 5 requirement. That includes the three service academy schools, Army, Navy, and Air Force, along with BYU, Cincinnati, UConn, and others. This is coming from a report from Brett McMurphy from the Action Network. So you may be just like me, like, whoa, did did I realize, did I skip over a uh, realignment where certain schools are going to a Power 5 school uh, conference and I didn't realize it? No, you didn't. It's just a rule and a loophole in the current rule that might not be a loophole that needs to be utilized anymore because the Big Ten saying, hey, we might not require this anymore. And honestly, I kind of wish they would keep it. I, I kind of wish they do. You want to talk about strength of schedule, a way to get more teams in the playoff, especially in the first year of an expanded playoff. Imagine Ohio State playing. Realistically, this isn't like far-fetched. Division's going away after the end of this season in 2023. 2024, Ohio State playing Michigan, Penn State every single year. That being scheduled a set in stone. Yes, those are two of the best programs in the sport in the conference. I get it, but geographically, it just makes sense. Now, if you say Ohio State plays Michigan and Nebraska every year, then you add in maybe a Purdue or um an Iowa, Wisconsin, something like that to where you're getting um one of those schools. I think, no, I think Nebraska will be a whole lot better in 2024 than they're going to be this year and definitely how they were over the past few years under Scott Frost. So if you think about just that, let's go to the first example. Ohio State plays Michigan, Penn State, and let's just say Iowa in 2024, and those are the schools they're going to play every single year. They also have to go on the road to, let's just say, USC in that year. That's a whole... That's a tougher schedule, tougher season than the Buckeyes are used to having. Then imagine in, in the non-conference in 2024, throwing a random team out there. Let's just say they play the Oklahoma Sooners. Can't say Texas. They have a home-and-home schedule with Texas um, during the same time. So let's just say it's the Oklahoma Sooners. So you have the Oklahoma Sooners in your non-con. You have two more um, cupcake uh, G5 school, two uh, cupcake G5 schools you play in your non-con. You got Oklahoma, USC, you have uh, Iowa, Michigan, Penn State. Just that schedule alone is tougher, a lot tougher than what it would be for Ohio State right now. But when you think about it, does it help the Big Ten to make a schedule like that? Like, I'm not even trying to take this from an Ohio State point of view right now. We'll get to that here in a second. But just from a Big Ten point of view, wouldn't it make more sense to do this so you have more schools in the playoffs so you make more money at the end of the regular season? Absolutely. But also, the Big Ten is looking at the SEC. I believe every SEC school and every even ACC school schedules an FCS opponent every single season. So the Big Ten said, we we don't want to stoop to that level. We'll bring in some blue bloods of the sport to our conference in 2024. But also, let's remove this rule that there's a loophole too, so you don't have to utilize the loophole to still follow said rule. I know it's a tongue twister, but you kind of understand where we're going with this now. From an Ohio State point of view, it makes it easier for you to get to the playoff. It makes it a whole lot easier for you to be somebody that ends up being able to um, 
find a smooth sailing path to the playoff. I mean, it's, I know you want to be prepared for it, but ultimately the Buckeyes, even though the, the, the standard is a standard, the standard is high and it should not be changed. Let's just say they happen to slip up once because of a tough non-conference schedule. They'll still make it in the playoff down the road. But if you don't have that happen, and let's just say like in the new rule, there's three G5 non-conference games are all in the shoe. That's more money for Ohio State. That's more people that can visit the shoe for the very first time. We all love going to the horseshoe to watch the Buckeyes play football. So there's things that happen, and it can impact the fans. There are things that happen that can impact the um, overall um, profit Ohio State makes in a season. And also, it helps to make the playoff at the end of the year a whole lot easier. Now, I still expect in a 12-team playoff over a 10-year span, the Buckeyes are going to make it almost every single year. Just realistically, you could probably pencil down if Ryan Day stays on this path that he's on. You can see Ohio State being in the playoff over a 10-year span, all 10 seasons, because Ryan Day's doing some great things with the Buckeye football program right now. I personally still wish, personally still wish they didn't do this. I wish there was no there was no loophole in the current rule. I wish this rule might not go into effect in 2024. But I get it. You kind of you kind of got to do something to help the USC, the UCLA do that thing out there out west when the bulk of their opponents are going to play in any given season or in the Midwest. Now, granted, you got Nebraska. You also got um, Jersey in Maryland. So you got a large range geographically that they will be traveling. This also helps them out. So. Not the big, not the biggest fan, but I understand that it's good for. I guess it's good for the conference to make money, so I guess it's going to be good for the Buckeyes as well. It's benefits the Buckeyes in numerous, numerous ways. Um, just can't wait to see how the future non-conference schedules work out. After um, the Buckeyes do have some um, home and home series scheduled, home and home with Texas in 25, 2025 and twenty twenty six, home and home with Alabama. 2027 and 2028, home and home with Georgia in 2030 and 2031, home and home with Oregon 2032 and 2033, and then Boston College a couple years after that. So there's a lot of Power Five home and home scheduled. But what we see less of those with this new rule in place, especially with the Buckeyes playing USC or UCLA every year, it's a good chance that happens, which benefits the Buckeyes' chances of making the playoff every year single season a player who was phenomenal in the most recent basketball season for the Buckeyes was Bryce Sensible and he recently received an invite to the NBA combine what does this mean about his future at Ohio State we discuss this next here on Locked on Buckeyes this episode is brought to you by Billiards Plus Billiards Plus has the best selection of pool tables game tables shuffleboard tables and more, and the best service in Central Ohio. Billiards Plus also can set you up with a brand new top-of-the-line grill that will last for generations. We all know how hard it is with the supply chain issues this year and getting certain things shipped on time. So when it comes to ordering that one big gift for someone you love, check out Billiards Plus and get there early this year. Billiards Plus carries the best selection of pool tables from Brunswick, Alhassen, Canada, Billiards, and more. Plus, top-of-the-line grills from PK, Napoleon, Memphis, and La Griddle. That will be the last grill you own. Seriously, these grills stand the test of time. 
no matter the season. Build Your Sports has you covered for all your indoor and outdoor entertainment needs. Visit their showroom on Dublin Center Drive in Dublin. Check them out at billiards-plus.com. Billiards Plus, family owned and operated for generations. Thank you once again for listening to Locked on Buckeyes and making it your first listen every single day. Make sure at the end of this episode, you check out Locked on College Basketball. They have all the news you need to know about the sport of college basketball. Players like Bryce Sinsabaugh and other players that have been invited to the NBA Combine, they'll be discussed on Locked on College Basketball every Monday through Friday, five days a week. Locked on College Basketball just like Locked On Buckeyes is a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Bryce Sensible deciding to enter his name to the NBA draft, but also keeping his name uh, able, being able to still be a part of Ohio State's roster next year was a wise one. This is a, there's a rule in college basketball, well, for the NBA, that if you enter your name in the draft, but don't sign with a, an agent right away, you have a deadline to let everyone know, will you go back to college or will you stay and put your name in the NBA draft? And ultimately, if you stay in that professional mindset, you forego the rest of your collegiate eligibility. And I think for Bryce Sensible in the year that he had the freshman season and the way he just came on by storm, we quickly saw with his six foot, what, six foot six, six foot seven height, his frame with 235 pounds. We saw that he has a phenomenal mid-range game. People saw it and, and compared it to Carmelo Anthony, former Syracuse Orangeman, former um, national champion, former NBA All-Star, Olympian, all of those things. There was there were a lot of comparisons between Bryce Sensible games, game, Bryce Sensible's game and Carmelo Anthony. And at the same time, it brought a greater appreciation to numerous people to say, oh wow. What Carmelo did back in 2000, I believe, three, whoo-wee, that was special. Because as a freshman to come into college basketball, especially during that time, when you had guys that were seasoned vets in college playing the basketball, three-year players, four-year players, maybe even a five-year player because they had a red shirt, whatever it might be, what do we see? We saw Carmelo Anthony come in, win the national championship, Go up against the College Basketball Hall of Famer and Roy Williams with Kirk Heinrich and Nick Halsett and just put, off, put on a phenomenal show in that national championship game in that season. So that's kind of how I viewed Bryce Sensible. Phenomenal mid-range game, but brought greater appreciation to Carmelo Anthony and what he did during his one year playing the basketball at Syracuse. Bryce Sensible, though, I think this is a good thing for him. I don't think it's also. I don't think it's set in stone that he's going to keep his name and stay in the NBA draft and forego the rest of his collegiate eligibility. I think that he's going to realize and people are going to talk about, buddy, your defense is not ready for this level yet. Now, physically, you, you're good. Like muscle wise, you might be okay. I won't say you're perfect and uh, polished and ready to be there right now. Because ultimately, what do you see? What are you going to know? You're going to find out. You're going to see a way in an area that. Bryce Sensible needs to bulk up or maybe even trim down and get more of that grown man body. But that also comes over the next three, four, five, six years, even though he has a good, sturdy, solid frame. But the NBA basketball is different. That wear and tear on your body, that travel, the running, the, 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 the speed of the game, it's different, man. And so also realizing, will he be a sixth man when he comes in? Will he be a bench player? Will he be on uh, the eight, uh, eight man or nine man rotation on the team? 
Or do NBA scouts view him as somebody that says, stay in school, man. Stay in school. It's all TBD to be determined. But ultimately, when it comes to Bryce Sensible, I think this is a great move for him going forward. I also think it's a great thing that's going, it's going to help Chris Holtman better understand this process because we realize with EJ Liddell went through it, stayed in school. Dwayne Washington Jr., I believe he went through it and then ended up staying in the draft, did not get drafted. Chris Holtman is going to be better suited to help players like Bryce Sensible, guys that are contemplating staying in school or going pro staying in school or going pro i do believe that chris holtman will be better suited to help players in this way but also also holtman better be somebody that utilizes this in the recruiting as well and also utilizes this to develop players at in columbus because if he does those two things we can see a buckeye program over the next season two years three years if holtman improves and utilizes this to help him be a better coach Buckeyes might been win the Big Ten. I say it like that because I don't have much confidence they're going to win the Big Ten. I've seen too much from Chris Holtman coaching at Ohio State. He can win 20 games. It's going to be a letdown in the regular season and ultimately another letdown in the postseason as well. We're out of here on this Thursday. It's fun being back. One more show to go. The everydayers don't want to miss tomorrow's show. They hope the everydayers enjoyed the episode yesterday where we got to unveil and hear my crossover with Aaron Freeman of Locked on Falcons. Tomorrow we'll be discussing FanDuel Sportsbook's over-under win total for your Ohio State Buckeyes in 2023. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at jstephen07. You can send all of your emails to jstevens317 at gmail.com. This is a Thursday edition of Locked on Buckeyes here on a Thursday. I am Jay Stevens. I hope you have a great day. I'll see you next time.